Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we're not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do, and they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants were left way up in the highlands. The young braves, the young men, would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path, and they would jump on him and kill him, drag him back to the village, and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control. Because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I was on a bit of a mini hiatus there, intentionally and unintentionally, but I'm glad to be back. I have a few episodes that I've been sitting on, I've been editing and getting prepared for you guys. So tonight I have Sammy Diaz here. Sammy is a friend of mine, but more importantly, He is a soldier. Sammy served our country. He was born and raised in Puerto Rico. He joined the military when he was 18 years old. He found himself in Kuwait for training and then right into the Middle East, into the war. And this is an episode where Sammy just shares his story, the condition of his heart, just his journey and what it's like to have been a a man of war and how it's not always understood by our neighbors and other people in our lives. And I really think that this is a great discussion. I love Sam's heart. It's just an excellent episode. I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right into this one. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? to the show. I have an excellent episode in store for you guys. I got Sammy Diaz here. It's an honor to have you here on the show, brother. God bless you, my man. 
always good to reconnect with you. I know that you made an impact on my life. And I'm hoping by doing a show like this, we can capture conversation and experiences, just sharing ideas and the journey of our lives with each other can help somebody else who may be in a dark place. So Sam, give us your testimony and just kind of lead us into how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, it all started. I was in Puerto Rico as a young child. Um, I decided to join the military. That was something that always kind of caught my eye. Um, and then I didn't feel really valued. You know what I mean? I, I didn't feel like I was doing something uh, with my life. It, I wasn't really good at school and stuff like that. So the military was something that always caught my eye. So at 18, I joined. I did basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, I joined the Army Infantry, and then I deployed 2008. I deployed to Iraq. Spent a couple of uh, months in Kuwait training before they led me into Iraq. In Iraq, I spent a, roughly about a year. And yeah, I mean, it was something very impactful because throughout training, that's where I really, because I didn't really have guidance before getting into the military. So I didn't really know what I was getting into until I got to like basic training. God was with me from day one, even though I didn't really, I wasn't really living the Christian life. But now that I, I, I look back at it, it was like God was with me every step of the way. And it's so amazing because even in Fort Benning, Georgia, when I started my training, I got in contact with a chaplain there. So while I was doing training for infantry, you know, I, uh, this chaplain, I just caught his eye. And we started talking. He started, you know, giving me messages. I was able to even help him with the music at the services they used to do on Sundays. And for me, it was like it was so weird because it was like something that I thought would never happen, you know. And I wasn't really living a life for Christ at that time. But he just always called me, you know. He was giving me like glimpses. Throughout that, I, I like I said, I further than deployed. And, and that's where it was like a culture shock. Training is never going to prepare you for the real thing, you know? So that's something that really impacted me when I, when I went out there. It was like, this is a total different world um, from what I'm used to. And again, you know, God was with me every step of the way. There were times I felt very lonely. There was times that I felt like, how, how could I overcome this? And how could I be able to be successful and have the heart to do what I'm doing in this place where it's like, I felt alone. The moment I was, you know, about to leave the wire or, or do the missions I had to do, it was just like God was there with me and just guiding me every, every step of the way, every, you know, every mission, every training, every, everything that I had to do and everything that I had to accomplish. It was like right at that moment, I would just gain that confidence. And every time I put my uniform on or any time before we left the wire, it was like, all right, this is what I have to do. This is, there's, you know, I have no choice. So it was like it, it pushed me to become just a better me to, to do what I had to do. As I'm listening to you, it makes me think of David. David's yeah. a soldier. Like most people think Christians are like these really soft guys that are just really good boys and they follow all the rules. But I mean, personally, mm. the way that I feel about it is you got to be tough to be a soldier in the spirit, but you got to be tough to be a soldier in the physical realm. I'm going to ask you, when you were talking about the training, you trained in Kuwait, but you said it never really prepares yeah. you for the real thing. 
What was exactly. going on like in your mind? How did you deal with the reality of here I am, I'm a trained soldier and I'm overseas yeah, yeah, yeah. and now everything is engaged and clicked in? Like, what did that feel like? Well, I'm going to go a little back to what you said about okay. David. And, and I think that is, that is so awesome because it all has to do with your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to take heart. So that's the decision you have to make in that moment. Like I was, okay, I got my training. I know what what to do. But in that moment, I have to make a decision. Okay, am I going to follow through? Am I going to take heart? Am I going to do what I have to do? Or, you know, am I going to back out? Am I just going to, you know, so in that moment, it's like, okay, this is the defining factor. Am I going to do it? Am I not? You know, so you have to, and it's, and it's kind of like taking a step of yeah. faith because you don't know what's going to yes. happen. And it's, so many things go through your mind. It's like, okay, what, what if we get in a firefighter? Everything is just, it's, it's such a rush, but I, it, like I said, it's, it's a decision that you make right on the spot. Okay. I'm going to take heart. I got to do this. And once you do it, it's like, there's no turning back. There's, that's it. You're going for it. And it's kind of like, uh. That's something that I, I really I really loved about my experience in the military because it pushed me to do something I never thought I was capable of doing. I never saw myself like, oh, I have I have this courage. It's like, little old me, I'm here and, and I have, you know, all this equipment. I'm ready to, to step out into war. And it's like, wow, like, it gives you... And the more you do it, obviously, the more confident you become. But it's still a decision every time you leave that wire you have to make. And it all starts with your heart. That's how you, you're, able, you're able to become successful in, in, in that part. Where, like you see in the movies, you know, you see these guys just making these decisions right on the spot. And they're under so much pressure, but they're still able to operate, you know, under that pressure. And, and like I said, once you make that decision, it's tunnel vision, it's go time, and there's no turning back. So it all starts with your heart are soldiers in this country dealing with, you know, like the, the pressures yeah. that they've been put under that the world doesn't understand what has happened to them. So they treat them or box them in like a normal person. You just yeah. get compartmentalized and, and they, you're just like, Oh yeah, you served. Okay. Whatever. But it's like that. That's a warrior. That's a soldier. Now the Bible talks about, there's no greater love than if your friend is to lay down his life for you. Yeah. And all soldiers, mm -hmm. in my opinion, nobody made anyone go to the military. That's a choice. Like you said, you said some key things also, Sam, about figuring out, I have what it takes. I can make yeah. it. Manhood from God's perspective, the heart. Mm. That's the key to this episode right now is just dealing with the heart. And I want to hear more about yeah. your story. Where do you want to plug us in as to like your time? over in service, the transition coming out of service, you know, how you got into ministry. Yeah. Uh, once I got over there, uh, boots on the ground, again, it, it was a culture shock. It's a whole different world. And um, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're kind of ignorant to that fact. So a lot of people think about, you know, uh, the Middle East, like, uh, you know, Iraq, Iran, and it's just like, oh, well, you know, this it's just war, it's just this, it's just that, and, and, and it's just like, why don't we just take care of them and just blow them up or just do this and do that? But when you get there and you meet the people, like, I was able to, to, to break bread with the Iraqis, and, and they're awesome people, people that 
there's certain Muslims like Shiites, Sunnis, you know, extremists, Muslims that are a little more liberal. So, but these are peaceful people. Women out there, uh, especially, they're they're very you know into service, you know, and and they take pride in that. So these are people that are are so they're very good, genuinely good people that are actually peaceful. Um, it's just this group kind of kind of makes them out to look a certain way that they're not. So that that really was the the culture shock for me because I'm just thinking about oh where ready for war and this is what and then I look and it's like you see these children and you see the women and it's like these are peaceful people that have no choice they really don't you know and and like you spoke about freedoms where yeah in a lot of things we could we don't have the freedoms as we say we do in in certain aspects but in other aspects we really do we you know we we could go to church freely we could praise God freely. We we could not go to church or we could, you know, make whatever decisions we want to make out there. They don't have those types of freedoms. So it's like they have freedom to a certain extent. And that's pretty much it. So we kind of have this mindset of them, just like they have the mindset of us, you know, because to them, they look at us and it's like, oh, these guys are just rebels. You know what I mean? They they don't have any they don't have any sense of discipline. They don't, you know, so it's like we're contaminating their mindset, you know? So it's like we don't look at it that way, you know what I'm saying? So so that was kind of like a culture shock for me. So when I left, every time I left The Wire, especially the first time, it's like, okay, I'm ready for war. They're, they're trying to blow us up. They're trying to kill us. But now it's like I see people and women and children cheering us on as we're going. And I'm seeing these people just, just peaceful and, and, you know, and it's like, I'm like, what, what is really, what is, what is the real purpose now? What, what is really going on? What is, you know, and that kind of opened my mind and it kind of blew me away where it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not about our perspective, let's say, um, it's kind of like it gave me an understanding of where they're coming from and why they feel the way they feel. So what I was able to do or what God allowed me to do and, and, and experience was putting myself in their shoes. What would I do if I was one, if I lived that way? If I was raised in that type of country, what would I do? How, what would I have become? You know what I mean? So it's like, wow, like it's, it's, it's a choice that they don't have. That's that's what they're grown in. So it's like, you know, it's it's a better understanding. So now I'm not looking with eyes of hatred or or eyes of judgment. Now it's like I'm looking with different eyes. It's like, wow, these people are they're suffering. They they you know, this is a cry for help. You know, I now look at all the freedoms that we have and 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 sometimes when we have when we're so blessed, especially in abundance. We don't look at what other people go through. Just like you were saying, like people don't understand veterans and what they go through. Yeah, because you're so blessed. You didn't have to go through war. You didn't have to go through certain types of pain. So you don't have that understanding. So your mindset is, is kind of narrow to that. And, and I think that's what, how it's affected um, us as Christians a lot of times that, you know, we do kind of become judgmental and, and, and not understanding other people's pain. Just because we haven't gone through it, 
doesn't mean that other people are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my pains and hurts, like I have my pains and I've gone through this experience with the military. But there's certain things I haven't experienced from another person's perspective. So I have to kind of like open my mind and, and, and carry that in my heart. Now, again, that's another type of decision I have to make being out there. Now, am I going to be narrow-minded and just be like, well, this is how we do in America and this is how it is? Or am I going to have the mindset of, wow, like, they don't have those types of freedoms. Women are treated very badly out there. They have, it's even worse for them. So what is my mindset? You know, what, and that's something that, that overall, worse than any mission I've done, I believe that was the hardest. Other than, uh, excuse me. No, you're good, brother. Other than the wars and the fighting aspect of it, that was probably the hardest mm. for me. Honestly, maybe it was probably different for another soldier, but for me, that was the hardest. It was like just seeing this whole world, seeing the abuse, seeing, you know, how mm. they lived. And it's like, it, it, it just, it blew my mind. And, and to see women, how women were mistreated, uh, children, and it's like, there's, to this day, like, I, I still at times dream or, or, or when I see it on the news, it's like, people have no idea yeah. how it is to live in that type of environment. And I think that's very sad that the media or or what we see or what they try to portray is, is far from the truth. So let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. By you seeing these people are suffering, that are crying for help, that are, you know, in the conditions that they're in, absent from the freedoms that we have here in this country, did that help you mm-hmm. with really learning about the broken and contrite spirit the Lord doesn't reject? Did it help you to like actually look at the Bible differently by seeing a group of people in that condition definitely definitely um it helped me understand how blessed i was it just opened my mind and it opened my heart Mm. to love in a different way Mm. see the the thing is when when we talk about christianity and and we talk about our beliefs and and especially jesus you know i've been i've been really studying the new testament and Mm. And really studying the life of Jesus, I'm like, you know, Jesus was about, it's just love. And I studied, and I, the last, I just finished studying the Romans, and even Paul said it. He was like, if you just follow one commandment, you follow all, which is love thy neighbor as thyself. Sometimes us as Christians, sometimes we forget, it doesn't say love thy Christian brother as thyself. It says love thy neighbor doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what culture you come from. It doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't matter. It loves thy neighbor. Now, if, if you know, we, we all fall under sin and, and there's certain things that, yeah, you know, that we could say that, okay, I can't really be a part of, but that doesn't take the love out of it. Now, for the most part, they are Muslim. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna love them because they're Muslim or, or maybe Catholic or maybe an atheist. I'm going to love them. That's it. That, that That's the commandment we have. So that opened up my mind to like, I I feel for them. Is is there terrorist, you know, um, 
out there and 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 yeah you have these dangerous aspects of yeah you could think about it but for the most part now that's kind of like set aside and now i'm like i want to defend these people or aspect of like oh i'm going out there and, and i'm gonna fight this war and i'm all this it's like now that's set to the side now i'm it, instead of being prideful instead of feeling like i'm you know i'm humble in a way wow. You know, and, and, and God was able to, like, take that kind of pride out of me. It's like, no, you you you're, you have no idea. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of humbled me. And, and like I said, it gave me heart. But most importantly, it gave me love. And and that's why it was, it, it helped me to operate in how I'm operating now is that I'm operating in love. And, and it's given me a better understanding of accepting people as who they are. It is what it is. You can't, you know, uh, whoever comes by me, if I can spread the gospel, I spread the gospel. But the most important thing out of all is the gospel is love. If And the Corinthians says it, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about love. You could have all the gifts. You could be the most, the wisest person on earth. You could speak tongues. You could speak prophecies. It even says you could do miracles. But if you don't have love, it's not worth it. So... Again, it's another choice of heart. So when I'm out there, it's like, it, 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 God gave me that kind of like, all right, this is, this is what's going on. Now you could be like most people, go out there, do your job, come back, and you feel, still feel. Or you could use that. You know, you could, you could this is, this is and, and that's why I feel so blessed, even though it was, it was probably the hardest time in my life. But I feel so blessed that God gave me that opportunity to, to live that and, and to experience that mm-hmm. and to look, like I said, just to open my eyes and give me that revelation of loving people. And like you said before, which, which I think you're, you're absolutely right of, of manhood, because manhood are, you know, what, what they want a man to be. It's like, you know, physically strong and, and you know, kind of like, but in the word, uh, a true man, just like David, is having heart. But to have heart, you have to have love. Now, with that comes everything else. Just like when he defeated Goliath. Now, you can see God gave him courage. He was a courageous young man. But why really did he defeat Goliath? What would he defend it? You know, when he, before even going and, and defeating Goliath, when he defeated the bear, the lion that nobody even knew about, what was he doing? What, what, how did he take heart? Where did it all start? It started with love, love of his sheep. He was defending his sheep. It was love of his country once he defend, uh, defeated Goliath, love of Israel, love of God. So that's what gave him the courage to overcome that fear, because I'm sure fear came to him. But he overcame it through love. Jesus Christ did everything he did, even dying on the cross, suffering something that, that, I mean, to carry and to bear everybody's sin. I mean, if that's not courage, there's nothing more or, or no greater example of courage, of being such a man than that. But he did it out of love. You know, so... Now I, I, I have that revelation, and, and, and now the, what I try to do, and I thank God for, 
is yes, I want I, I, I want to be like David. I want to be a man after God's own heart. But I want to do everything I do out of love. And that's something that I've God has given me the, the blessing to to live that way and to carry those those fruits to people. So when people see me and I and I thank God they see me with tattoos, they see me with this, it's kinda of different. You're not your normal Christian. Yeah. But there's something about you. There's something like you know, the world, especially at work, I, I work in a production field now and, and they see me and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's like, Sam, you always have a smile. Sam, how, how can you be so at ease when all hell is breaking loose? And it's, and it's, and I love that. And I, and I tell my guys all the time, I'm like, I have peace at the end of the day. You know, I have love for you guys. Like I, I just, I just carry myself different, you know, and, and I've allowed God to take over my heart and I take heart. But when you start out, cause in the Bible also said, God is love. So if you really have God, you have love. So if you walk in love, everything else comes through. So every, I'm going to have the courage. I'm going to have the peace. I'm going to have the joy. I'm going to have the wisdom. I'm going to, you know, so it, it gives me those, a character of a true man, you know, and in everything I do, if I do it out of love, I mean, there's, it's unbreakable. So it makes me actually stronger. But giving yeah. you the courage, giving you the strength. And, and that's what I was kind of hinting at in the beginning. Because when I first met you, you had, you know, you had a glow and a presence to you. Like, I, I didn't even see the tattoos. I didn't see like, I'm just like, yo, there's something different about this guy. Because I knew there was something different about me. And I knew the way that people were treating me and the box they were putting me in because, hey, man, I'm kind of a big dude. I got tattoos. You know, I shave my head. I got a beard. I got scars on my face. So people look at me and they're like, oh, man, this guy. So when I see other people, but yeah. I'm like the glow, the glow. Yeah. And how love actually, like when I started saying in the beginning, when people get this idea of like the, the church, most of the time people think about the building. I think about the people mm-hmm. and you got people in the building that belong to the church that are, that are judging people based upon what they look like on the outward appearance. We know the scripture says God sees the heart, not the outward appearance mm. as men. And, and that's why I think we're going to see a generation of people start to rise up that are going to have big muscles or they got tattoos or maybe they have some piercings. You know what? Maybe they, they, they got some really bad scars or maybe they have some touch. They've been disfigured by some way. And, and you know, people want to be like, oh, wow, this person looks like this, but we got to look beyond that. We got to look at the heart and then observe, right? Because if you look at the fabric of somebody's life, you're going to start to find out, yo, this is a real one. This is a real one. This is somebody I want to connect with. And this is yeah. why I wanted you on the show, because you're talking about what needs to be heard. There's people out there. There's going to be soldiers out there. Listen to this. There's going to be secular people who have a family member who've been through war, who maybe never looked at them like they deserved any, any just head nod and, and silent prayer of, yo, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And yeah. love brings about courage. Yeah. Instead of this love as in this man be pan be soft version of love that people think Christianity belongs to. But it takes a lot more love to go into enemy territory, recognize and change the way that you think about who you thought was the enemy and see them as people who need love. 
right? Yeah. That, man, this, see, I got goosebumps right now because for me, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful to, to be able to share your story, to hear this story and for other people to have the opportunity to hear it because love, if, like you said, Sam, if we don't have it, nothing else matters. And it can look messy exactly. at times. It can look messy. I believe mm -hmm. in process, trans like slow and long transformation. I don't think everybody's a, an apostle Paul wherever, you know, it's like they're trying yeah, to kill yeah. you and then they're loving you in a way that we don't even understand. But I, some people are called to that. Some people yeah. are called to that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the see that, that that's the thing in in, in in society, you know, like you were saying about, you know, the manhood and, and, and all this. And it's just, you know, the reality of it is just the hardest thing to do is the right thing. It's easy to follow a trend. It's 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 easy to to just do okay, just fall into what everybody else is doing, but to stand out, especially for something that's right, that takes heart. And it, and and again, it all falls back into love. And I know we keep on. It's weird how everything just kind of shifted to to this, but it's it's the reality. Um, and and this is what the world is going through and what we're seeing. Where, you know, they're taking the love out of everything else and everything is being driven by emotions, by feelings, but it's being driven by hatred most of it. You know, what's going on with the politics, what's, what's going on with all these trends and, and everything is, 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 is so guided by hatred. And, you know, we have to, we have to set the difference of and, and, and bring, again, love to the equation. And that's why kind of like the church has kind of fallen out because we're kind of so focused on doctrine. We're so focused on, okay, the appearance. We're focused on what we think it should look like when God is saying, hey, none of that really matters if you don't have love. Who crucified Jesus? See, we forget about that. We were thinking about, well, the uh, no, it was the Pharisees. And who were the Pharisees? Religious people. These people were thinking they were doing God's work. They're the ones that crucified the Messiah. And they and they had the word. They had the word. The prophecies were given. That's that's who he was supposed to. I mean, the word was already out there. And he was performing these miracles for them to see. They saw it happen. But it, it wasn't what they portrayed in their minds. So they didn't everything that they did. They thought they were doing it right. Well, we're we're serving God. We're you know we're 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 uh, we're doing the Sabbath. You know we're we're honoring that day. We're you know so and they forgot where was the love throughout it all. So that's what Jesus revolutionized the church and and our beliefs because in the Old Testament it was by sacrifice. Now Jesus said, "Wait a minute. Now it's through grace and love." See, he, that's why he took our sins out of it and he paid for it. He paid for it all. So now it's, it, it, it's no longer you have to sacrifice this. You, it's not by actions anymore. You're already saved by grace. That's our decision. We get to be saved if we want to. Do we have the love to do it? That's what makes the difference. That's what's going to, that's the, the reality of salvation. We, 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 we believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. Am I going to love him 
Am I going to honor that? If you honor, again, that one commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. I'm never going to want to kill you if I love you. I'm never going to want to steal from you if I love you. You know what I mean? I'm never going to have false idols because my love is God. If I have love, I have God. So I won't have any false idols. I won't. If, if you look at all the, you're going to follow it because you already have love. That's just, that's brought out of you. So if you really look deep in the word and really look deep in what God, like what did God do with the fig tree? When Jesus passed by the fig tree and didn't bear fruit, what did he do? Killed it. It was gone. It was, it was, it was useless. How do we bear fruit? It's not, it's not so much, again, we go back to the Corinthians about, well, all these gifts and this and that. It doesn't matter if you don't have love. Love is the fruit. You know what I mean? He is divine. What, what is it? What is God? God is it's love. So how are we going to reach the people? How am I going to go? Or like I said, I was a soldier out there, and, and I could just have this mindset of doing what I had to do and, and not have any impact. But how am I going to impact the world and bring something different? I'm going to love them. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to do. That's why you have to have heart. That's why you have to be courageous. Maybe the world is not going to see it that way because you're going to go against the world. But that makes you more of a man than anybody else. And even though the world may cast you out, and they did it to Jesus, and he was the son of God. He, he performed the miracles for everybody to see. Where were the 5,000 when he was crucified? Mm. Wow. Where were all the people that he saved and he healed and performed all these miracles? Where were they when he was getting crucified? Mm. He, they were hidden. Where were his disciples? You know? Mm. He had a, he, you know, so you tell me, that was, he was the most courageous man. But he had to do it by himself. And that's where people... That's where we have to, another decision we have to make out of love. If we love God for real, are we able to, 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 to just like the Bible says, I'd rather be judged by the world than be judged by God. You understand? So if you're going to have that love, you have to understand there's going to be times you're going to stand alone. Mm. And just when I was out there in war, there were times where I felt absolutely alone. I don't have my family. I don't have my, really my friends. I have my brothers and sisters as soldiers, yes. But my mindset's completely different from theirs. So, really, where, where the courage and, and again, it's, 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 that's what makes you. That's, that's what's going to, I think, makes you a true man, makes you a true, have true character and, and, and courage. Mm. Is that you know you have to understand you're gonna there's times you're gonna stand alone there's times where you're just gonna you know if you want to be successful in that aspect that's something you're gonna have to face you know um, Jesus did and uh, and yeah so that's something that that has molded me mm. um, I had to go through that desert you know it's just like planting a seed you know God had to. When you plant a seed, it's, you, you go in dirt, you know, you're, you're isolated. You're in the darkness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You have to go through that kind of like process to, to, to spring out and to become what, what, what that seed was made to become. Um, but it's during that process again. Um, and it all, again, it all goes back to love. It all goes back to, to making, you know, that, that real decision. 
of uh, being different and and kind of like isolating yourself to become what God wants you to become. Um, so again, when I went to Iraq and I was hit with that culture shock, right then and there, I made a decision. I looked around me and I was like, I don't want to just be another soldier. I don't want to just come out here and just say, oh, I did this, I did that and whatever and go home and kind of be, I, I, I don't want to take anybody's life. I don't. This is not, you know, maybe in my ignorant mindset, I, I, I kind of like signed up for that. Oh, I want to, you know, fight wars. I want to do this and that. You know, now it's like, I want to make a difference, man. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, now that I see it, how blessed I really, I really am, the opportunities that God has given me, the mercy that he had, he has had for me. You know, I, I want to make a difference, man. I don't want to just be another soldier. So that carrying to my civilian life is the same thing. You know, I just don't want to be another man out there and just kind of follow that, whatever. Even in the church, I just don't want to be another member. You know, I just don't want to be another person. Oh, I believe in God and, and I have this righteousness. No, I, I, I want to be more. Now I've seen it. God has revealed that to me. And I want to make that decision and, and, and how I'm going to do it. I want to love people. And now I bring that word out to my employees, to, to wherever I go. And I've, and I've heard that. And it's crazy how, how people have come to me and they're like, you know, this prophet came to me several weeks ago. And she was like, I just, I see Jesus through you. And I, I started crying. I was like, that is the, the best compliment. And she was like, there's just, it's, it's something different. And it's not that I'm special, it's because I'm a whole lot of nothing. It's just I, I have allowed God really in my heart, and I, I carry out that love. So that's what makes me kind of a bit different than a lot of other people, is that I live through it. So everything I do, or I try to do, not that I'm perfect or I'm far from it, but everything that I try to do, I try to do it out of love. And when I pray to God, I tell God, I just want your will to be done. Wherever you want me to go, I want to go. If somebody needs help, I, if, if I'm blessed to bless them, amen. But everything I do, I want to do out of love. Because just like you said, and I love that you brought up David, because that's he's probably one of my favorites. Because David done some grimy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, David wasn't as don't say, yeah. But God said, David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Man, that's powerful. Because love covers a multitude of sins. So when you hear about David, man, you don't hear about his faults. You hear about what God did through him, you know, and and that's what I want to be. I just, and I tell people the same thing. There's nothing special about me, man. There really isn't. And I don't want anybody to see that at all. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, Sam, oh, no, I want people to be like, dang, look at what God did through Sam. You know what I mean? That's why I'm so, I, I, I was so blown away when that prophet came to me and said, I see Jesus through you. That's what I want people to see because it's not about me. You know what I mean? Just again, when I went out to Iraq and, and I seen this culture shot and I'm, I'm like, it's not about me. It really isn't. I don't matter. You know what I mean? It's, you know, there's so much more. So I want people, again, I, I want people to see God for who he really is. I want to carry the word, not to just carry it and, and to feel to feel like oh I'm I'm 
fulfilling my purpose or whatever. I, I want people to see how loving God really is and how accepting he is and how, you know, he could take anybody, somebody like me. I was just a sinner. I, you know, I was lustful. I, I, I mean, I didn't think anything of myself. I had anxiety, low self-esteem, um, depression, and I sometimes still battle with, at times I look at myself, I'm like, I'm not even worthy. You know, who, who am I? You know, but it's so awesome that when you give your heart to God, for real, like when, when you get to know God for who he really is, I'm telling you, and you have that love, you're going to love yourself, you know, but, and, and, and there's no room for pride. See, that's a, that's the difference. People people confuse like that prideful. You love yourself because you have to look at no no no. You love you love yourself and knowing and what you are in God. Your value comes through God. So you see again other people. That's why you know like Samuel said. Uh, well, God revealed uh, to Samuel when he told him. You know he 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 seeks the heart. He sees the heart. He doesn't see the outward appearance. That was before he actually went to to pour the oil on on, on David. And he showed him that, and it's funny because his father didn't even, David was out there with the sheep. He didn't even, that was the last person they thought that was, that was going to be king, you know. David, you sure? <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's how God operates, man. It, it, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter, you know, what culture. None of that matters. All that matters is your heart. My God, if you if 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 you just open your heart and you allow God in, I'm telling you, He loves you just as you are. And sometimes that's another thing that the kind of the church we we kind of get it confused. It's like, oh well, I have to I have to you know do this and I have to be a part to come to Christ. Nah, man, you come to Christ just as you are. You you're going through addiction. That's when you need to go to God. At, even more, because God says, hey, cast all your burdens on me. He's willing to carry it for you. But that's a decision you have to make. You understand? That's the love God has for you. You have sin and what he died for you. He died for those. He paid the cost. It's already paid for. See, that's what the cross means. You know, so you go and you give it to God because it's already paid for. Mm. So salvation, that's why it's we're, we're, we're saved by grace. We're not saved by what we could do. What could I give God? You know what I mean? We're just saved by grace. It's already paid for. Just love. And when you have that and you have that revelation, it, it changes your life. So now it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter what wars or what hatred or this and that is going around me. You know what I'm saying? It's much more than that. So now I have love. I have God. I have peace. I have joy in the midst of the storm. Mm. I've gone through, I mean, I've gone through hell and back. I, you know, and, and it's like, there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. And I tell you one thing, and, and, and now I, I could say it so firmly that I don't care what I go through. I don't care what this world does to me. I will still love, and I will still love my God, and I will still love everybody on this earth. You know, 
I, I have that revelation. Yes, you know, we have emotions, we get angry, we get annoyed, but that's never gonna stop me from loving, you know? It's just like a child. You're a father. You know, sometimes the child's a pain in the butt. Sometimes you have to discipline the child. But does that mean you stop loving them? No. So this world could do what it wants. It could hate me. It could cast me out. But it doesn't mean I'm going to stop loving you. So that's, I think, where we all have to carry ourselves and live by. Let's all live by love. You know, that's your decision. God, you follow him. If you don't want to follow him, don't follow him. If you want to take my word for it, take it. If you don't, you don't. But you know what? I'm going to love you anyway. Because God died for you just like he died for me. Jesus went on that cross for you just as much for me. And God loves you just as much as he loves me. Even though you don't accept him. Even though you might not believe in him. That's that's a decision you're going to have to make. But I'm going to love you anyway. And I think that's how we're going to get revival. Mm. And I think that's how we're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's why, like you said before, there are men and women that are waking up to this revelation that it's we're living through love. You want to hate, hate all you want. I'm still going to love you. There's power through that. Because through love, that's God. So if you have love, you have God. And and what more than that? So if God is for me, who against me? Exactly. Right? So nobody's going to break that love. Enough entertainment. We're over entertained. People need to be edified with, uh, this is a real man who's been through a lot and his light is shining bright. He's not hiding it under the table. Who would light a light and put it under a table? You put that thing up mm. on the hillside so everybody can see it. And then when you have the opportunity, you give God the glory. And that's what we need to see men and women doing tonight. You guys, I'm edified by listening to Sam's story. There's going to be a part two. We're, we're going to do a part two later on this year. And we're going to dive back in and, and really just punch the devil in the face with the one thing that he can't stand. And that's the revival of love coming back. Because systematically, the enemy has tried to desensitize us in every way, to over-entertain us in every way, to get us distracted and separated. Six feet, everybody. We've seen that the last couple of years, right? Trying mm -hmm. to ingrain in our minds distance because... He knows that God is love and those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. And what are the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, Amen. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, mm -hmm. self-control. All the things that we really do desire. I know some listeners out there. You guys may have been traumatized when you were a kid. You may have been abused as a kid. You guys may have been to war. You guys, really, you just might have had a simple life, but dealt with anxiety and been chewed away in your own mind as to, I don't know who I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. It doesn't matter what you've been through. What, mm. what Sam is sharing with us tonight is his heart. And God wants your heart. Your heart is real estate that God is more than interested in. He left a kingdom and lived perfectly and gave himself so he could have a communion with us. So he can pave the way for sinners to be made right through the price Amen. that he paid. Another thing that, that you said that's very important that the enemy, uh, how the enemy attacks us with, with distractions. Cause the one thing the enemy attacks is the mind. You know, there's nothing really else he could really do. 
He's gonna he's gonna go for your mind. So when we talk about anxiety and we talk about depression, if you if 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 you really want to dissect it and if you really want to focus on that, depression and anxiety come from the past. Never really from the future. You know what I mean? The devil is always going to bring something from your past. If, you, if you've gone through traumatic experiences or you feel a low self-esteem, you feel, you know, you feel you're not worthy. It's normally something from your past. So just remember that God has a bright future. That's why we have to walk in faith because we haven't seen it yet, but we know what's coming. And it's just like now, the devil is, is, is out there. He's, I mean, it's plain to see because he knows what's further down the line for him. At the end of the day, whatever he's trying to do, and, and we may think, oh, well, you know, the devil has the upper hand. No, he doesn't, because at the end of the day, we have the word, which is the truth. And we know that Jesus is coming again, and we know that he has the victory. That's it. We win. No matter what happens, we win. Don't focus on your past. Don't, yes, the, the, the trauma happened and, and it's sad and, and sometimes we think that it's not, it's not fair. Give your burdens and cast your burdens on Christ. Like give, give all those anxieties, the depression. And I know that that takes heart. It's not easy. It's a process. You know, and sometimes people don't understand that. People may think that since they didn't go through that trauma or, well, depression is just, it's a real thing. Okay, it's a, it's a real thing. But give it to God. If, if you're a person that has gone through war, and there's a lot of veterans that commit suicide on a daily basis, and that's something that's really attacked our veterans. I'm telling you, you are, you are more than what you think. Okay, you are very, you are valuable. Okay, you matter. Okay, you're, you're in this world for a reason, for a greater purpose. Don't allow your past to dictate your present and your future. You understand? I'm a person right now. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this great experience and we talked about all the greatness and what God has done. But I'm a person that I suffer from depression. I was in, I was in addiction. I was homeless. Okay, um, and, and my parents passed away. I didn't have who to turn to. You know, I mean, I know what it is to, to be to to go through all of that. And it's not that I'm a superhero and I have, oh, my God, this, this strength. No, if it weren't for God, I wouldn't be standing here because I know what it is to have a nine millimeter Beretta locked and loaded and ready to blow my brains out because I just couldn't stand it. But God, I cast it to God and I made that prayer and I told God, listen, you know, I cannot handle this. It's, it, and that's why Paul says that he boasts in his weakness. That's crazy when you think about it. Why? Because it's through God's strength. So again, when you love God and, and when, when you decide to give your heart to God, all your weaknesses are, are going to become your strength because it's not by your strength, it's by his. You understand? So receive that revelation and receive that truth. The enemy may come and, and, and say this and, and bring you down and try to disrupt what and distract you from what God has planned for you. But if you really look into it, he's just bringing your past. Remind him of his future. Read the word. Okay, devil, yeah, that was my life. Oh yeah, I, I was an addiction. Look at where I am now. 
Look at what God has done. You know what I mean? So allow God to mold you. Okay, go to the potter's house and allow God to, to, to make a vessel out of you. But not just a vessel. Because an empty vessel it's not doesn't really have value. Fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. Fill yourself up with love and hope and peace. And I'm telling you, you're gonna God's gonna bless you in abundance that you're gonna pour out that to other lives and you're gonna see the true value that you have. Because me, what would I have thought when I was homeless and I was in addiction and I'm just like, I am worthless. And now I have the great opportunity to be standing right here in front of you, speaking about my testimony, how good God has been. And, and you know, to be able to be uh, an example and a living testimony. You know, what would I have thought? You know, what would I have thought into being and having the job that I have and, you know, and to, to, to be able to overcome all these things, you know what I mean? But that, again, it's, it's all about making that decision, you know, and it's a process, you know, sometimes people can make that type of decisions and their life turns around from one day to, to the other. Sometimes it's a long process, but there's a reason and there's a purpose to it. So fulfill that. And know your value. Love yourself. Okay? Love your neighbor. And 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 just allow God to, to take all those hurts, those pains, and allow him to convert that into something good because there's a purpose behind it. I'm telling you, you know, just like I said about planting the seed, we go through darkness, we go through a hard process, but what it becomes out of it, you know what I mean? But it, it depends on you to make that decision to be consistent, be loving, bear those fruit. And I'm telling you, you're going to be a blessing. And everybody has that opportunity because I'm nobody special. Trust me. So my word to everyone, love God. You know, God loves you just as you are. man. It doesn't matter what you may think or what you be you know, you, if you're in addiction, if you're in whatever it is, man, it doesn't matter. Jesus carried it on the cross, man. Your sins have, have been paid for. Okay? You have to make the choice to love him. Mm-hmm. Sam, it was an honor to have this discussion with you. Thank you, man. Let's keep shining that light. Put that thing up on a hill. Because as mm-hmm. the world grows darker, we know the answer is love coming to you from southeastern pennsylvania god bless america god bless and goodbye